hey, I'm going to preach. How about that? You guys come for a little word from the Lord? All right. Here's the problem. Did we read Romans 14, 15, 16, and then Philippians 1 through 4? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Week 12. Okay. So some of you are going to be confused if you're new, so I'll just get out the journal. I finished my journal this week. I don't know where you're at with yours. Maybe I wrote extra. Maybe I wrote less. I don't know. But like if you need a new journal, I put extra out there. And uh, honestly, if you're even getting close, just take one and start decorating it, right? I got my new one. This one's teal and this one's green. Can Can you tell the difference? A little bit. It says one in this one. It says two in this one. But um, I just want it to be separate from yours, so I'm not picking up your journal and taking yours home, huh? All right. So in the front, it has these weeks, and you can check them off. This is what we're reading. We're reading through the New Testament, and we're on week three. We're going to read Colossians this week, and we're going to be... Can we go to that uh, Christmas slide? We're going to read Colossians, and I'm going to talk on the preeminence of God next week. We're going to start a series called More Jesus, and we're going to focus on his preeminence, the fact that he's number one, right, next week. All right, so come back for that. It'll be a Christmas series. It's going to go five weeks, so it's going to go two weeks into January, and we're going to be focused on Jesus, more Jesus, more Jesus. It coincides with this, so week 13, week 14, 15, 16, 17, all right? But if you read this in here, week 13 this week, you'll be ready for next week. So I just say that because I know there's visitors. You might not have a journal. You can pick one up on the table. You can color it. You can create it. You can do whatever you want. Just read through the front. It'll kind of explain everything and go from there. If you have any questions, let me know. Start in a second journal. Hope that you're starting one too. If you are, pick one up. We'd love that. Um, so here it is. I read these passages. Romans been pretty powerful. I read Romans 14 and it pierced my heart. I read Romans 15, it pierced my heart. I read Romans 16, and you're like, what in the world? Uh, It's a lot of greetings and so on and so forth. But I got to this verse. Let me just share it with you. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And it pierced my heart. And you get to the doxology. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel, the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of mystery that was kept secret for long ages, a ton of ages, but has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations according to the command of the eternal God, to bring about the obedience of faith. That's what we got to focus on. we got to focus on our faith in Jesus Christ, in God Almighty. Our faith getting bigger makes us have a better relationship with God. Our faith getting smaller, you let doubt creep in, and it cuts off any feeling of God's might and power. To the only wise God be glory forever and ever through Jesus Christ. Amen. It pierced my heart. Then I went to Philippians 1, pierced my heart. Philippians 2, dynamite. I was going to preach that for sure. I'm like, dude, you can't skip Philippians 1 through 2, 1 through 11. In humility in Christ, like you can't. And then I got to chapter 3 yesterday. And I'm like, come on, more. And I got to chapter 4 last night because I don't have time in Sunday morning when I'm getting here early to get it done, but 
There's so much. So I hummed and I hawed and I was like, what in the world? I'm just going to start it this way. Here's the intro. December's here. December 1st was on Wednesday. On Monday, my day off, I kind of had this stirring in my life like, I just want this year to be done. Call it depression. I wasn't really depressed. Call it just a gross feeling. It happens sometimes, right? Tuesday, same kind of thing. Monday, I'm with the Lord in the morning, and I'm just like, I don't want to feel this way. I got a whole nother month. I have one twelfth of the year to serve Jesus Christ. Why do I want this year to be done so badly? And God, the way he speaks to us, just gave me an impression. He's like, hey, what if December... 2021 was your best December ever. Because Satan doesn't talk like that. And I don't think like that naturally. So I know that was from God. What if December 2021 was your best December ever? And I started thinking about it. What would that look like? What would that sound like? What would that feel like? And I became focused, really focused, on following God and letting Him make December the best December I've ever had in 46 years. I believe He can do it. I'm focused on following Him to it, right? It's not something I can, like, muster up. Oh, just do better. That stinks. I'm done with that. But I can relax into him. I can rest in him. And I can have the best month ever. Church, I want that for you. So what is it God wants? Right? Because if I want to partner with him, that's the message today. More consistency in my partnership with God. Could hardly fit it on the slide. Oh, there. Yeah, it doesn't even fit. More consistency in my partnership with God. I want to follow Him. The Holy Spirit's my senior partner. I want to follow Him. I want to follow Him well. So what is He saying? What instructions is He giving to me that are so clear in Scripture? I'm like, duh, I'll just do that. That'll help. So here it is. More consistency in my partnership with God. It's going to be pretty high level. It's going to be an overview You can dive deeper into any of these five points, but I'm just going to give it to you straight. More consistency in my participation, my partnership with God. Word used several times in Philippians there. What does God want for me? What does God want for my family? The church? My friends? What does God want? What does God have for us? All right, here's number one. From Romans 14. If you want to go there, Romans 14, I'll show you clearly where I'm getting this. Romans 14. Number one, don't judge. But walk in love. Like, duh. And yet I have this voice in my head that's judging everything all the time. 
Now, you might not be like that. It's a personality thing. It's a condemnation thing. It's a not, you're not good enough thing, right? Maybe you've conquered that. Praise the Lord. I don't never want to bring you back into that. <laughs> okay, be free. And I'm trying to be free of that. And so many others are trying to be free of any sort of judgment. You say, why? You say, why? There you go, one person. Y'all say, why? Why? Okay, here, look at chapter 14. Look at verse 4. He just got done talking about weak in the faith, strong in the faith, and welcoming one another, and not quarreling, and not fighting, and blah, blah, blah. I love that divisions thing that we sang earlier. Verse 4. Who are you to pass judgment on a servant of another? Who do you serve? Not me. You're another person's servant. And his name is Jesus. And if you're not, I have no right to judge you anyway. Jesus is the judge. <laughs> Look at verse 10. Why do you pass judgment on your brother, your sister? Why do you do that? Why do you despise your brother or your sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. That's meant to like, whoop, get you focused on the right thing. Not there, not there, but there. Oh, that, I don't have a lot of time to be judging you when I'm looking there. That's a connection. That's where I feel the loving touch of a father saying, hey, like this. Verse 12, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Praise the Lord. I don't want to account to you. I want to account to God. Because he's much more gracious. And because the blood of Jesus Christ covered my sin. I don't know if there will be regret or remorse when some things are burned away from what I did. Or if there will be joy when not the wood, hay, and stubble, but the precious jewels are left. I don't know what the emotions will be. But I know this. Love. God will love you through that purifying process. I know that. All right? So I want that. Look at verse 13. Therefore, just to sum 1 through 12, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer. I don't know about you, but bells are ding, 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 ding. It's like, what's the point? Is it about food? Okay, look at verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking. This passage isn't about food. But of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So then let us pursue what makes for peace, for mutual upbeing. Well, does me judging you help peace? No. Not unless I can do it in the most loving way possible. Hey, have you considered this? That this might be hurting your wife? That this might be hurting your husband? Have you considered what God says in his word? Right? No judgment. Just loving. You know, like, hey, what about God? Don't judge. Walk in love. Alright, number two. We're going to move on. Welcome one another as Jesus welcomed you. 
welcome one another. What does God want? He wants you to welcome one another. You guys did a great job today. Now, I didn't really pay attention. I didn't peer and see if anybody was left out. Maybe somebody was. I mean, people sometimes are introverted. They don't want to talk. That's fine. It's all good. David has gone on record as saying it takes a little while to warm up to this kind of like, woo, you know, like in your face, I love you. Uh, But it's okay. We'll come at your own pace. But we want to welcome you, welcome one another as Jesus welcomed us. How, How did Jesus welcome you? Has he welcomed you? Have you welcomed him into your life? Maybe you just need to pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart and life. With the mouth, you confess, right? With the heart, you believe. Jesus is Lord. And you are saved. Like, it's that simple? I thought it was like religion. I thought you had to go do something, pay money, and, you know, check boxes and stand and sit and... It's simple. Him for me. It's Jesus. So how did he welcome you? On a cross with open arms? <laughs> dying for you? Dying for your sin? So that you could be set free? Just think about that. So are we willing to die to ourselves for someone else? To meet them where they're at? When they're there? When they're at... <laughs> Look at verse uh, 7 of chapter 15. He just says it, like he talks all about it, but then he just sums it up. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ, as Messiah. How did Messiah welcome you? As Messiah has welcomed you for the glory of God. Maybe the key verse of everything we read this week is down in verse 13. I'll just mention it here. It's a great declaration. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. God wants you to increase your faith in Him because that will increase your peace and your joy and your hope. Dare I leave out love. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit who's here with us now, you may abound in hope Not just a little bit, a lot. You might have a ton of hope, like that runs through walls, that kind of hope, that kind of faith. All right, let me move on. Number three. Flip over to Philippians, which is in our reading. So good to cruise through the New Testament. I know deep dives are good too, but this year we're just cruising through, just reading one chapter a day. We're just getting after it. Picking up what we can. You follow the Holy Spirit's leading. If he wants you to uh, focus on a verse like I did on, what was that day, Friday? Did I text you on Friday this verse from First uh, Philippians 1, 6? It was Friday, right? He just laser focused me in on that verse and I was like, hey, I don't think this is just for me. Let's just put this out to the church. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the, Je- at the day of Jesus Christ. If that doesn't build your faith, that Jesus is doing it, whether you're kicking and screaming or whether you're like, yeah, let's do it. Like, <laughs> he's going to complete it. The work he started at the foundation of time, he's going to complete it in you. He's going to get his job done. I love that. All right, here's the third one. Abounding in love more and more. 
Abounding in love more and more. It's actually back in Romans. I messed up. It's okay. I didn't put verses behind these. Let me see if I can find it. Sorry. No, it's in Philippians. Oh, there it is. Verse 9. Philippians 1 9. Sorry, I didn't write down the verses. I was so soaking in it. I was like, oh, it's right there. It's easy. Until you don't see it. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless, not because of you, because of him. Right? Pure and blameless, if you're addicted to pornography or something, pure and blameless is like, ah, I feel so guilty, I feel so judged. Like you're reading it wrong. You're only free and pure in Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness. Whose righteousness? His. His righteousness, not your own. That comes through Jesus. Oh, imagine that. He said it. To the glory and the praise of God. All right. So every time it says more and more in our reading, I'm going to point it out to you. (laughs) Because that's our theme for the year. And this time, when it points it out, it says what? That your love may abound more and more. That was Paul's prayer for the people. Do you think Paul knew anything about God's heart for his people? Yes. So here's my prayer for you, and here's what I'm asking us to do. Point number three, abound in love more and more. As you go through this Christmas season, abound in love more and more. It ain't fancy. The word's agape. It's not... It's God's kind of love. It's not the kind of love you might be thinking of, right? It's not sexual. It's not even brotherly love. It's like lay down my life, sacrificial, unconditional, (laughs) transformational love, right? Right. It's not rocket science. I'm not. I had the verse written right there. I didn't even look at my notes. There it is. Squirrel. I'm not even going to keep belaboring these things. I'm just going to keep moving. I want to get to the participation. Number four, chapter two, verse three. Now, chapter two, verse one will really ring your bell and make you think. So can I just make you think for a second without filling in the blanks? Just, just for a second. Okay, here's what he said. So if there is, so if there is, if, I circled if right away in my Bible. I'm like, if What? So if there is any encouragement in Messiah, in Christ, in Jesus, do you have any encouragement because of Jesus? Yes. But what if you didn't? Think about that now. What if you're pagan? What if you're ungodly? What if you're just bebopping, never heard about God, don't care? And there's no encouragement in Christ. Think about that. Now, how should I treat that person? Not like, why don't you get it? I should treat that person with mercy and pity like God treats us. Man, I wish you could see it. How much encouragement you could have in Jesus. Think about it now. Any comfort from love? Is there any comfort from love? Whether it's love from your own parents or love from a friend or a loved one. Yeah, have some comfort from love. 
any participation in the Spirit. Is there any participation in the Spirit, church? Yes, there is. You can participate with Him moment by moment, and we like to participate here in church with Him. Any affection and sympathy? Complete my joy by being of the same mind, the mind of Christ, having the same love, Jesus' love, being in full accord and of one mind, the mind of Jesus, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. That's a tall order. What? I'm going to do nothing from selfish ambition? I'm an achiever. I want the church to grow today. I want it to be full. I think that makes me happy. I wrestle with that as an achiever that we're small now. Right? And you know what? Wednesday morning was a good morning. You know what? Literally, I was in the bathtub. Sorry, too much. And I was just going out with it with God in this December. This, and he's just like, wait on me, Steve. Such the most loving, tender way. I was thinking about the land and the fact it needs to sell. He's like, just wait. You have no idea what I'm doing. I am working. How loving of your daddy not to let you just, you know, but to be like, I got you. Now, I don't know what he has. And I don't know how it's going to go. That's frustrating and nerve-wracking sometimes. But just the fact that he would, in your head, just give you the kiss, give you the touch, and say, you know what? You're so worried about this stuff, but I love you, and I want to say to you right now, to calm you down, wait, I'm working. That's what he said. Wait, I'm working. It wasn't once. It was like again and again, wait, I'm working. And I just meditated on it. Wait, he's working. So I don't know what you're going through in your life, but could I just speak that into you as well? Maybe you can't hear God's voice because you're stressed out. I've been there. Maybe you just need to hear it from the preacher today, right? Let me say God's words to you. Wait, I'm working. Wait on me, I'm working. I'm doing something. You don't know what it is, but it's going to be awesome. I'm going to complete it in Jesus Christ, right? All right, so here it is. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you not, just so we don't get twisted up, let each of you not only, it's not that you shouldn't look at your own interests at all, but not only to his own interests, look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. It's a combination. Here's what I want, church. Oh, here's what you want. Okay. And it's a dance. What does the Holy Spirit want? And let's get it together. Let's do some mixing. Let's have some unity. Right? That's what it is. And I love it. So here it is. Here's the point. Number four. <clears throat> if you want to do whatever God wants, right? Here it is. What does God want? Don't be selfish. But walk in humility towards one another, towards God. These are just things that are going to make December the greatest ever, right? 
When we do what God says, when we do what God wants, we are fruitful because he is faithful. All right, number five. Are you ready? Good. Cool. I don't, I don't ask you to participate as much. Sorry, I'm long-winded here. So be content in any circumstance. You're like, where'd you get that from? Hmm, let me think. Chapter four. Remember that verse? What is it? Philippians 4.13. Who can quote it for me? Philippians 4.13. I can. Yeah, they want to put it on billboards. They'll put it on shoes. Thanks, Steph Curry. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You want to know the context? What is the thing that he's saying is hardest to do? Be content. Probably never thought about it like that before. But he's talking about contentment and commitment. I know how to obey and about. And these people had given money to Paul once and again. And, and I really think this whole letter is like trying to open up the money train again because they got these two ladies, what is it, Sintikichi and uh, Yudia, and they're like not agreeing. And it's like everything got bound up. And he's like, dude, could you guys like, there's a flow here, right? When you guys are right, then that makes the ministry right. There's a lot about money in Philippians. I, you know, I'm not about the money, but like, there's a lot there. But he goes, I don't care about the money. I know how to be nothing, and I know how to act like a king. Like, I can live however, because I'm living in Christ. I will be content. That's what he said, right? And then he goes, and he says this famous verse that everybody wants to quote, but nobody knows the context. I can do all things. I can be content through Jesus Christ, my Lord. So the point number five, well taken now, be content in any circumstance. You mean any circumstance? Yeah, any circumstance. That's tough. Somebody's going to mistreat you this week. Can you do these things? Can you not judge and walk in love? Can you welcome one another in Jesus Christ, right? Can you abound in love more and more? A little more every day. Can you not be selfish and walk in humility? And can you be content in any circumstance this week, even if it's hard? Even if somebody mistreats you? What if it's your spouse? Because that happens. People have bad days. People have bad moments. People say stuff when they're passionate. You know what? If they said something that hurt you, they probably really love you. And if you've lived with them that long, they know how to hit you there. They know how to make that button push. Rather than reacting with like, well, I'm going to push your buttons. How about we take the clue phone, we pick it up, and we go, oh, so you just hit me where it hurt. (laughs) That means you love me, and I need to love you well. Isn't that what God allows in our life? Something to happen to gain our attention, to get our eyes back on him because he loves us so much. He knows that he's the only one that can help us through it. Okay, so it's Christmas. We're going to celebrate Christmas the next five weeks. You're like, that's well past Christmas. I'll be done with it by then. Yeah, me too. But it's about Jesus, and so it can last longer. It's okay. Okay? 
more Jesus this Christmas than ever before. Best December I've ever had. That's what I'm going for. That's what God's pierced my heart on, and that's what I wanted to share with you. All right? Hopefully those five things will get you started, but God has so much more for you. So keep reading. Keep listening. We're in week 13. I've already let the cat out of the bag. We're going to read Corinthians, all right? Or Corinthians. Did I say Corinthians earlier too? I'm sorry. Colossians, four chapters, really easy. Colossians 1 is tomorrow, okay? Because Philippians 4 is today. All right, you're caught up. Hey, let's participate. You guys ready? I know it's a kind of an abrupt switch. Let me pray for us, but let's participate in the service. Some of you are thinking, what does that mean? So let me explain it right after I pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for the time we we're able to allot and spend together serving and focusing on you, your son, and your spirit. God, three in one. Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit in me, I ask you to be dynamite. I ask you to speak and move and lead in this church and in the service like you maybe never led before. We submit to your leading now. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.